Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Oh, Steve and Larson! Don't you dare be sour. Clap! For yourselves and feel the power. Yes. And all you people out there, you're watching Going In Raw with Steve Larson. <laughs> hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson, and welcome yeah. to Going Into Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. Found right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Anywhere podcasts can be found. Also on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Of course, we shoot the show live on the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Did I miss anything? No, you did it great. My voice uh, is apparently... Uh, uh, it's all the smoke in the air, man. Going down Still smoking around here. I think yeah, but nobody else I know. Like I talk so damn much. I need to There's stop that, talking. But, you know, you, you by your, your own admission, when you were doing stuff in your garage last weekend, you didn't wear a, a mask all the time to, to filter out the smoke. Yeah, that plus as much talking as what you do, uh, it's still kind of smoky. It was smoky out this morning around here. Yesterday I went for like a long. I went for like an hour long like walk. Walk too. run. Yeah, yeah, walk run. These days, I know they, they say. Whenever I try to run, it just blows my knee out. Yeah, they say the air quality is moderate. It's still crap in the air. It's not mm-hmm. good for you. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we had ourselves quite a SmackDown tonight. They were saving the most, uh, you know, a newsworthy moment till the very end. One that I didn't see coming. One that I'm guessing a lot of people didn't see coming. Uh, so the story going throughout the whole show was uh, Adam Pierce was tasked by Vince to get this contract signed for this universal title bout at payback. And so he had to go person to person. They didn't have a contract signing in the ring. So first he had to go uh, infiltrate Firefly Funhouse as Postman Pierce, get Bray to sign it. Next, he had to make a deal with Braun to get him to sign it. Finally, you know, he, he had been having trouble getting into Roman's locker room. He wouldn't answer the door. Finally does. Talks to him at the very end. Roman's sitting there. He's got the contract. He's like, hey, I'm going to be at payback. I'm going to be in this match. I'm going to win it. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. Of course, that is a famous catchphrase of one Paul Heyman. And who's sitting next to Roman Reigns there? One Paul Heyman. Dude, I marked out so hardcore when I saw that. I'm sure everybody else did, too. This That was a crazy-ass twist. Something that, you know, we get... In the in the fantasy book type questions, hey, why do you think they'd ever put Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns? No, of course not. He's Brock Lesnar's advocate. I will wow. say this though: throughout uh, Roman's on again, off again feud with Brock, Heyman would always talk, you know, as much as he ever would of anybody in yeah. the ring, kayfabe wise, highly of Roman. Mm-hmm, yeah, he would say, "I've known your family for years." Mm-hmm. He would always put him over. Of course, it always come back around to Brock's going to beat you. Uh, 
So in that sense, it makes a certain level of sense. If anybody knows how good Roman Reigns is, kayfabe-wise in WWE, it's Paul Heyman because he's got a lot of experience dealing with the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, backstage, we'd heard that uh, Heyman had been uh, really involved in Roman's creative even before he was executive director of Raw. Um, you know, I'm, I'm guessing they might have a decent relationship. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, uh, the question is posed here in chat. Do we officially have heel Roman? So, like, the way he carried himself, his his just demeanor, his, like, vibe, his aura felt, like, scary, kind of. You know, if it, it, he, he came off kind of like a Superman 3 Superman who was yeah. chilling at the bar. That's yeah. kind of the vibe he had, right? That mean Brock Lesnar now has a drinking problem? Uh, yes, evidently. Yes, evidently. Um, here's the thing, though. When I see that, when I saw that at first, like, oh, wow, that's surprising. So I give myself a moment to think about it. In the back of my mind, uh, I'm thinking, is this just a way for them to motivate Brock Roman again down the line, whether it's because Brock's upset that his advocate ditched him, or is this some plan that Heyman has now to, to, to turn on Roman only to get the, an attempt to get that universal title? back on Brock I don't know I don't know that uh, I don't know I, I mean maybe they have thought that far ahead maybe Brock is waiting around till like I don't know the rumble or something I don't know um, but here's the thing as long I, if, if, if this is motivating getting Roman back with Brock I'm okay with it as long as the story is good mm-hmm. I mean the whole the whole problem with the initial with all the years of Roman and Brock Roman and Brock was that Brock was like a do nothing baby face mm-hmm. he was like just dull and boring and uh, at least now if if the tables have turned a little bit um, there's a new dynamic and I'm fine drudging up that history as long as it's something cool and they don't have these weird wonky matches. What if they actually put on a good match between these two? Yeah. I don't know. That's that tug of war over the over the title again. Yeah, none of that stuff. That's looking really far down the line though, but I'm oh, yeah. I'm I'm really interested in this. This man, that was that was unexpected and it was like, wow, they're doing stuff that like we do. <laughs> you know, like something that's actually kind of cool now. So hopefully they stick to it. Um, yeah, and I, I like the twist on the contract signing. Uh, number one, obviously, the SmackDown episode was a heavy scrap iron episode. The more Adam Pierce, the better. That guy is phenomenal, man. I really He's get so the good, f- dude. He's why so just comfortable in front of the camera? Make him the GM. Just make him the GM. He's so good. Vince He's seems to good. like him too. With, like when you get that much screen time with Vince, he's gotta like you. Yeah, yeah. He's really good. He's great. Yeah. He's fantastic. Um, otherwise, SmackDown had some high points. Uh, there were some une- uneven moments, though. Like, what's the stuff about Cesaro and Nakamura? Like, maybe not getting along. Your tag division's weak enough as it is. Oh, I think I, I thought that was. I actually like that. I thought it was. I thought that was wasn't even like a road bump. I I think that's number one when they cut to Cesaro saying, "Hey, does this mean that Shinsuke is more motivated than you?" I took that as a comedic answer. Man, want well, to go get we'll some see. champagne, and then there he goes. But they were unified against Sami Zayn, which I think At speaks end, yeah. more about there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Sami, he's back. Uh, he still has an Intercontinental Title. Oh, I thought that was great. That was pretty good. Uh, we had a very brief match against uh, between Matt Riddle and Chad Gable. It was good while it lasted. Um, wish there was a lot more of it. Uh, there's some more good stuff with Sasha and Bailey 
Uh, Adam Pierce was the star of the show, uh, 100%, though. Yeah, let's just dive into it because I'll be honest. I liked my. I guess my only complaint about SmackDown tonight is that there wasn't really enough like actual wrestling. There was a really fun Jeff Hardy Shinsuke Nakamura match. I really liked that. Beyond that, like uh, I can always I'll always take more uh, Cesaro and any of these Luchador guys. Yeah, that main event was weird. What was Sheamus doing ringing the bell for no? Reason? I don't know. That that was that was just weird. Just to herald stuff. the commercial break because that's what he did. That was weird stuff. And then there wasn't a lot. There were no women's matches on the card. SmackDown's going to suck. You know, it's funny because SmackDown's going to suffer a bit without uh, Sony Deville around. I know. You know, like she, know. her and Mandy actually took up a decent chunk of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, with a decent story, so. With, with a decent story, yeah. So it uh, kicks off with uh, Adam Pierce. He's backstage. He's lecturing security. He's like, tonight's going to be volatile. We got Roman here. We got Braun here. Bray the Fiend somewhere here. There's always retribution. You got to worry about that, too. Uh Vince, he's here too. This is what I want. I want communication between everybody. If you see anything, relay that to me. Tell me. So he walks into Vince's office, and like Pierce is like basically sweating. Vince is like, "You look nervous." And he goes, "That's okay. It happens to the best of them. Anyone that comes close to me—that's Vince saying it. Uh, you know, I'm a bit intimidating." He says, "But I have a mission for you. You got to get Roman Braun and Bray to sign this contract for the match of payback before the night is over." And he says, I suggest you start with the Fiend or Bray. And he hands him uh, something in a suit bag, which we'd <laughs> later find out was a, 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 a postal. Postman uniform. Pierce. Yeah. And then Vince says, hey, say hi to Huskus. I love him, uh, but don't fail me. <laughs> you know what I liked about this also? It sucks. There's actually a lot to talk about in SmackDown. I'm not sure if my voice is going to handle it. But it's these Pick little things. Choose, man. Pick and choose. It's these little things. They've actually, like... In a very indirect way, kayfabed the nature of Firefly Funhouse. You know, we originally thought maybe it was like some other dimension that Bray exists in. It's just kayfabe. Bray's a weirdo, and uh, and he hides himself away. He's got probably a contract where he has some demands, uh, where they built him Firefly Funhouse. And you have to go to the arena and find it. And not only do you have to find it, you have to doll up in a weird outfit in order for him to respond to you. If which, you want to infiltrate in a peaceful manner. Which in a weird... Seth or Braun attacking, yes. Yeah, exactly. Which in a weird way, like, makes it even more disturbing, you know? Because some abstract idea of him being in a different dimension is, like, just too weird. But if you have to, okay, I got to do this in order to just talk to this guy and not get a mandible claw, I kind of like that aspect of it. I thought that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. Uh, back out at the ring, we get Jeff Hardy coming down. He's going to drop a promo. Uh, he says it's good to be standing in Thunderdome tonight because after what AJ did to his knee last week, he's tickled to be standing anywhere. He, he said, I'm not going to be complacent. I'm ready to defend. Cue AJ. He walks out to the stage to interrupt him. Asks, is this real? Because uh, Jeff Hardy seems pretty damn proud of himself for what he did. He's not a conquering hero. He's a liar and a cheat. Um, AJ says Jeff can't uh, blame him for the knee injury. AJ had a knee injury before, and he never cried to a doctor to get an illegal object on his knee. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you had a plan the whole time. You knew what you were doing with that knee brace. Uh, AJ said, I had you beat until you hit him, hit me with that. Uh, Hardy knows how to play the system. That's what AJ says. And says, look, now the doctor that gave you the knee brace won't clear me tonight. <laughs> and Hardy just says, yeah, that sucks. I was just about to issue an open challenge. Anybody who wanted to take on me for this Intercontinental title, except you. 
I love this because AJ then says, I, I knew it. You're working the system. That's his new thing. You're working the system. Yeah. I thought that was so. I, AJ was on fire tonight on commentary. He was great. And Michael Cole having so much sass for AJ. There was one part during the match when AJ was on commentary and Cole saying something to AJ say something. What? Oh, what? What? Do facts scare you? You don't like facts? And I guarantee that's something that people threw at AJ over the flat earth stuff. I guarantee because he was so specific with it. And it sounds like something somebody would say to a flat earther. Yeah. So uh, after AJ accuses Hardy of working the system, Lil Nature is, is asking AJ to leave. And then Hardy decks him. We go to commercial. We come back. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura has answered the open challenge. Uh, AJ is on commentary. As you mentioned before, this is a fun enough match. Nakamura, understandably, trying to work over Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy's knee as much as he can. And again, that knee brace came into play at the finish. So uh, where is that? So uh, Hardy hits Whisper in the wind. Uh, Nakamura responds to that slotting German suplex he does. It's great. Mm-hmm. Goes the second rope, hits jumping, he gets two. Hardy avoids a Kinshasa. Nakamura avoids a twist of fate. And then Hardy hits Nakamura at the knee brace. Mm-hmm. Hits the twist of fate. Then the Swanton for the win, and Hardy starts talking trash to AJ at commentary. He walks up to the top of the ramp, poses, and that's when Sammy walks out with his Intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. Tells Hardy, get a good look. You're the fraud. I'm the true Intercontinental uh, champion. They hold the belts up at each other, and then they both realize that AJ's walking up the ramp, turn their attention towards him, and then Sammy hits a halufa kick on Jeff, calls him a fraud, leaves. AJ starts to creep up the ramp to get a piece mm-hmm. of Jeff Hardy, and Jeff gets up, and AJ's like, whoa. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I, re- I really like this whole thing, and I love that Sami Zayn is back uh, hairier than ever. Yeah, his hair looks good. I like the long hair. Weasley as ever. Hey, man, you know what? Let's have a draft. Send Kevin Owens over to SmackDown. I want to see them reignite that particular rivalry. I think it's been long enough. And I think the the, the, the tables have turned in terms of their respective characters as yeah. they could do when interesting. It could be yeah. something like Kevin's going to him and saying, I've seen the other side. Doesn't work. I yeah I, I I know what you're trying to do I've been there it's not going to work uh you got to come back around man mm-hmm, yeah speaking of Sammy next we see him backstage singing Kayla wants an interview and he's like hey don't ruin my night but she wants to know why he attacked Jeff Hardy he said I I did it because that's what I do I write wrongs because he was ro- walking around pretending to be the Intercontinental Champion same with AJ Sammy says I won the title myself uh, then I defended the title myself against Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania and then Kayla asks him well, why have you defended the title since mm-hmm. and he goes well I don't have to explain why I'm from Montreal I'm a man of the world I'm a true intercontinental champion he says a bunch of stuff in French and then walks off yeah uh, after that we had Firefly Funhouse and Bray was like it feels good to be home with all my friends he says but I can't help like but feel like something's missing and there's like a little uh, thought balloon with all these disturbing things in it uh, and then he said oh I know and then it went bling, and it's the Universal Championship because he's got that now. And he's like, Roman, it was nice to see you. It's been a long time, man. Uh, and then ding dong, we have a visitor. And he said, oh, man, it's Postman Pierce. So good. So he comes in all sheepishly and he's like, uh, hey, Bray, I uh, wonder if you'll uh, sign this contract for the triple threat match at, uh, at Payback. And he's like. Why would I sign it? You know, obviously meaning the Tim and the Fiend. And he's like, uh, well, you know, it feels like sometimes you and uh, him have like a connection. And uh, Bray thinks about it. And he's like, okay, I'll sign it. Yeah. He says, uh, but I hope the other two 
know what they're getting into. I didn't catch that last line about the death warrant thing. What he did he says, say there? Well, if Bray knows him like he thinks he knows him, Fiend, he just signed a couple of death warrants. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That sounds right. Okay. Bye. Yeah. But then, you know, <laughs> like I was, I was all ready to pick Bray to win this particular match of payback. I was ready to do that until Heyman showed up at the end. That changes the math entirely. It's pretty much guaranteed that that puppet show is going to take an upper mid card status while Roman has that title. Because I'm not sure. You know what? I, I'd be, I would not be surprised if uh, Jeff Hardy is the next target for uh, uh, Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah, that could be. That could be. Yeah. Why do you say that though? Am I missing something? Oh no, just because that's the intercon. He, I imagine Jeff Hardy. Oh, okay. Is going to happen between Sammy, AJ, and himself. He's going to retain. Yeah. Whether it happens at Payback or somewhere down the line. Uh, you know, that's the the next most prestigious title yeah, on, yeah, yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah. Keeps Bray uh, in something high high profile. Given like the good relationship between uh, Bray and and Matt, you'd think that would be a, a natural transition as well. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. All they could do a lot of really cool creative stuff there. Exactly. That's another reason to do it. Uh, we get a brief Matt Riddle Baron Corbin recap, and then we get Matt Riddle. He's coming out for a ring to the ring. I don't. I, I just assume this is a scripted promo. And don't have Matt Riddle do scripted promos. Just let him go out there and talk. Yeah, Matt Riddle kind of, it's, it's, his wrestling is always really good and it's always going to be good. But I I wonder if like main roster TV, like it's going to, it might take them a while to figure out how best to utilize his personality. Because like this, number one, this entire feud ain't it. And I'm not into it. I don't care at all about it. Uh, You know what the, the crappy thing is? There's a damn good chance Baron Corbin's winning at payback. Oh, no, no. What, to set up like a, a, a win down the line for Riddle? Yes. Like an that's, ultimate win? That's what they do with Baron Corbin, man. Yeah, that's they not, have a, good, cheap that's not to win, a bad point. And then, you know, whoever he's shooting with eventually gets the win at the end. That's the Baron yeah. template, man. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, you could be right about that. Especially with Chad Gable still involved in all this. Because Chad Gable comes. So what happens is, is Matt Riddle calls out Baron. Uh, for first creating the king's ransom, but also just like, hey, you're scared. If you got something to prove, come pr- prove it to me now. We go to commercial, we come back. Matt Riddle's still waiting for him. He says, this is getting ridiculous. Baron finally moseys out to the, to the ramp, and Chad Gable attacks Matt Riddle from behind, and then uh, Corbin lays out his challenge for the match on behalf of Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. So we got Matt Riddle versus Chad Gable, and, and for like the three and a half minutes it was on, it was really good. Yeah, uh, just really, really quick. So Matt Riddle uh, flips out of um, uh, Gable's rolling German suplex. At first I thought he was going to land right on his head, but then he flipped around and, and landed on his feet. Uh, hits Bro Derek for the win. Uh, Corbin gets in, tries to attack Riddle. Riddle fights him off, tries to kick him in the head. Uh, Corbin ducks it, slides out of the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This so is what's really... probably gonna happen is that Gable's gonna attack Riddle and allow Baron to pick up the win. Yeah. Yeah. Um earlier in the day, uh on WWE.com, uh sort of in light of the Miz TV or sorry, the talking smack stuff, there is a dot com exclusive where uh Big E is doing like a, a promo on his phone or a cameo or something where he's talking it's like about a cameo, not cameo, yeah. But but he's very specific talking about not wanting to be on Miz TV. And he said, But I'm contractually obligated. And then Miz and Morrison approach him and they're like, Whoa, what are you talking about? He's like, Yeah. He's like, I don't want to be on your show. And he's like, Well, what the heck? And he's like, Well, do something. Come on, do something. 
and so they're like, oh, well, it's two on one. And then Seamus shows up and he's like, hey, what's up, fellas? And now it's three on one. And then, oh, yeah, my peach. Otis and Tucky, they show up and they have Biggie's back. That set up six man tag action for later on tonight. Correct. Uh, this next bit was good. Uh, <laughs> Sasha and Bailey promo. This was so really good. Bailey says, it's been a very difficult week. One of the most difficult weeks of their career. Oh, wait, no, no. You missed, uh, you missed, uh, Big E, Otis, and Tucky all hanging out. Did you not catch this? Oh. The part with the meat? Yeah, the part with the meat. That was later. I had. Are you sure? Because I have it right here. Really? No, because, yeah, because they head to the ring. Bailey and Sasha, and then they head to the ring. Oh, okay. I got my stuff out of order then. Uh, So. Uh, but yeah, because I watched this sequentially, so yeah, maybe, I did. Yeah. I had to watch this in bits and pieces. Okay, so Biggie, Otis, and Tucky are all hanging out, and uh, Biggie's like, you know, what's got in this little lunch bag? He got like uh, twenty twenty one snacks that haven't even been released yet, and he opens it up, and it's just so it's a money in the bank lunch box. It's dry salami. <laughs> it's like the biggest like dry salami, and he's like wiggling it around, and Big E like legitimately starts laughing and says, don't don't put that in my face, man. Come on, don't yeah, put that in my yeah. face. Sasha and Bailey walk up, and Sasha says, oh, just a couple of guys playing with their meat. <laughs> and then Bailey says, this this stung. Bailey says, you know, you're going, uh, Big E, you're on a single run now. That's great and all. Some people are only really cut out to be tag champ, and Sasha's Ooh. right there. And Big E even's like, oh, but... uh." Yeah. You just, uh, yeah. yeah, that was that was good stuff. They walk away, and Bailey's got a big old smile. Sasha just looks pissed off. I thought it was good. That was kind of Sasha's expression for like this whole next bit. So uh, they come to the ring. Bailey yeah. says, it's been- "There's also not that this matters at all." There, the Baron Corbin interview is at this point, and it, it, he just said he's not. He's at payback. He's going to beat up Matt Riddle, show that he doesn't belong in this kingdom. And then it was boss time. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I watched that too. Man, I got this way out of order. Oops. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, thank you for that. Steve knows yeah. coming through. You're good. You're good. In the pitch. So, uh, Sasha and Bailey promo. Bailey comes out, says, been one of the most difficult weeks of their career. And now they have to defend the tag titles at payback, but lucky uh, that they're the greatest tag champs in the world. 
And Bailey turns to Sasha and says, I know you're still devastated over losing your title. Things don't always go to plan. And Bailey says, it's all my fault. Uh, she says, I never should have let you challenge Asuka for, in the first place. I know, Sasha, you wanted to have two belts just like me. But she should have known her, her history. She's never successfully defended a Raw title. And then she realizes what she said is messed up. Says, all right, but that's in the past. We're going to move forward. We're stronger together. The tag belts represent them their friendship, and on Sunday, they cannot lose. And Sasha says, that's right. We cannot lose. And she knows Bailey is worried, but she doesn't want her to be. As long as Bailey has Sasha's back, they can get through anything. And lucky for Bailey, mm-hmm. she's still Sasha's best friend. <laughs> so that brings uh, Shayna and Naya on the Tron. They say, uh, your week's only about to get worse. Naya adds, the only people... She can't stand more than Shayna or Sasha and Bailey. And Shayna says, yeah, I think Nia sucks, but I'll look past that to get those tag titles. Uh, Sasha says, uh, one bad week isn't going to hold her back. She knows what she wants how she, how, and how she wants to get it. And at payback, she will get vengeance. While she says that, she doesn't look at the Tron. She looks at Bailey uh-huh, uh-huh. and says, she'll walk out with her tag team title. Uh-huh. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah, this is really good stuff, man. I love they're taking their time with it because every time they do something like this, I expect Sasha to finally, like, you know, uh, uh, drop the other shoe or whatever and uh, and say, hey, if we don't come out of this with our tag titles, I'm officially challenging for your SmackDown title. But they're taking their time with it. And I think they're going to I think they're going to do a good job with this reveal. Um, uh, Shayna and Nia look like a hell of a they, they had some good chemistry up there on the Tron dude mm-hmm. um, I always say whenever I want whenever I reference something from the past that I want a new team to go to and revisit it's always the APA mm-hmm. and I want to see Shayna and Nia finally get on the same page get these tag titles get on the same page and become the new APA but for the women's division I think that could be a lot of fun. I think it could be a lot of fun. I don't know if it's going to happen at Payback, though. <clears throat> if they really want to take their time with the story, this is after uh, Sasha and Bailey have met defeat, have, 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 have come face-to-face with a setback. That's where they stay together. That's kind of how the story's played out, unless, unless they really want to fast-track it going forward now. I don't think they necessarily... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, Thunderdome seems to be sort of the the the... the, the the catalyst for moving things along. Definitely, definitely. But when this match happens, it's not going to happen at uh, Clash of Champions. It's going to happen at Rumble, Mania. Um, and so if that's the case, they really need to take their time because Mania is still eight months away. Rumble still five months away. It could happen as well, depending. Survivor on Series usually brand versus brand. Usually brand versus brand, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, there's some decisions to make for payback, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, so after that, we had oh man, back to Scrap Iron, trying this time trying to get uh, well. He's trying to get Roman. He sees uh, Drew Gulak uh, he's backstage. Trying he's trying to get oh, he's looking for Roman. Sorry, you're right. He's Sorry. looking for Roman, yes. and uh, Drew's like, man, I haven't. But have you seen Braun? Because I'm trying to get back at him. And uh, Pierce is like, it's ah, a bad idea right now, man, because I got I got to get him to sign this. Uh, but if you do see him, and then Drew's like, hold on a second, wait. He goes in and grabs a chair because he sort of notices Braun around the corner. Braun is over there signing like some autographs or something. And Drew goes over there, whacks him super hard with the chair. Braun doesn't move a muscle. He just sort of waits a beat, then turns around, 
Drew, or no, he doesn't turn around. Drew like backs up as he's still looking the other way, and he gives the chair to Scrap Iron. He runs, and Scrap Iron, not intimidated, just standing there with the chair. Braun turns around. He's like, "Hey, this was Drew, but I really need you to sign this thing, dude." <laughs> I love, I love that. There was no like, "Hey, you did this." He just told him. That was Drew Gulak. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to sign this. Yeah. It was good, man. Uh, and then Braun said, fine. He said, what did he say about Roman here? Because he said something about Roman. Yeah, I didn't catch what he said about Roman. Okay. Um, it was a throwaway just, he, thing. Yeah, he said, uh, the only way I'm going to sign that is if uh, Pierce gets Drew in the ring right now. Yeah. Uh, so after that, we've got... So we forgot... that I, I mentioned it briefly that Cesaro had a great picture in picture. I was not getting it during the match with Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy because they were like, we talked to Cesaro earlier to see, to ask him if Shinsuke uh, Nakamura is more motivated than he is. And he's like, I was going to get some champagne for the champions lounge. I leave, I come back and he's gone. So no, he's not more motivated than me. He's just sneaky or something like that. So, more ambitious uh, is what he said. More ambitious, yeah. So Cesaro's telling Shinsuke, he was like, dude, you should have told me this stuff, you know? And, and Shinsuke has just an apologetic look on his face, like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Um, so Sammy comes in and he's all like, reunited and it feels so good. So, hugs. anyways, yeah, he gives him hugs. He's like, look, it's the Arctic Collective. We're all back. And he's like, look, I got my title. And, and Cesaro's like, yeah, like, it's been four months. And Shinsuke's like, you didn't even give us a phone call. And he's like, I know, I know. And so I was like, look, with you gone, things have changed for the better. We're tag team champions. Sammy tries to say, yeah, that's why I left, to give you guys some breathing room. All part of the plan. All part of the plan. He takes his own Intercontinental Championship, and he sort of puts it next to them. He's like, yeah, Champions Lounge, this is cool. And so I was like, uh, we're having a private conversation. So, like, you know, and Sammy's like, takes him forever to get the hint. And he's like, oh, you want me to, you want me to go then? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. So I had something to do was. anyways. I had to go anyways. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do yeah. your thing. After that, we had Drew Gulak versus Braun Strowman. About as competitive as you would expect. Uh, Braun hits a bunch of moves. Senton, deadlift, choke slam, power slam to get the win. Uh, Adam Pierce meets him on the top of the ramp. Braun signs the contract. Two out of the three have signed. Got to appreciate Scrap Iron up there waiting for Braun. Doing his job. Well, he's saying, <laughs> I did my part of the, de- the, uh, yeah. the deal. Now, yeah. Braun, you have to do your end of the deal. I'm not going to give you any any room to wiggle out of it. Exactly. That's smart. No quarter. After that, we had Kalisto versus Cesaro. But prior to this match, uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke beat up Lucha, the two-thirds of Lucha House Party. Yeah, so Kalisto was given Lince the business, saying, hey, I'm going to learn from all the mistakes you made last God. week against Cesaro. Grumpy hey, Kalisto. Lince and Grandma Talik, stay backstage. I'm going to show you how, to, how it's done. He heads to the ring, and as soon as like he turns his back and takes two steps, Cesaro and Nakamura lay out Lince and Grand Metalik. Uh, after that, Kalisto versus Cesaro, as you mentioned. Short but fun. Man, that bit where... Cesaro essentially like threw Kalisto up, and Kalisto was standing on Cesaro's shoulders and he hits a DDT. Never seen anything like that. I have it in my notes in all caps. What was that DDT? That was insane. Never that was seen so great. Like that. Yeah. Never seen anything like that. Yeah. Uh, the finish sees Kalisto send Cesaro into the turnbuckle. Nakamura gets up on the apron. This brings out uh, uh, Metalik and Lince. They're trying to make the save. They pulled Nakamura off the apron. Meanwhile, that's enough of a distraction, I guess, that allows Cesaro to roll up Kalisto. That was a deep roll-up to get the win. Afterwards, Kalisto is not happy with Lince. They can start kind of shoving each other a little bit. Again, Metalik 
trying to be the peacekeeper in the situation and then eventually they they hug it out mm-hmm. yeah good stuff uh after that uh vince is in his office scrap iron comes in he's like hey i've got bray and i've got Braun, but vince you know roman just won't answer his door oh <clears throat> so so you're thinking uh two out of three ain't bad right wrong i need three out of three <laughs> this is grace it's pierce just what you do take two people go knock on the door and didn't he say i want you to throw one of the people through the door to knock it down i thought he said i want two men on either side of you to throw you through the door oh that's he's like okay that'll work right and, and scrap iron was like yes sir i guess so nonetheless oh. it involves someone getting thrown through the door it's yeah hard to right tell cause vince is so gruff now dude i was out in my garage i was out in my dojo and uh, and I had like a like a portable air conditioner, and I like had to turn the damn thing out because Vince at the beginning was so gruff, I couldn't understand what he was saying. He's gruff and quiet now. <laughs> yeah. After that, we had uh, Nikki Cross backstage. She's holding a mug, which I guess is one of the first gifts that Alexa Bliss gave her. Tamina walks up. Uh, Tamina asks Nikki, "How's Alexa doing?" Right then, that's when uh, Alexa walks in. She asks Nikki, "How are you?" Mm. Uh, Tamina gives her a hug, and then uh, Alexa says. You know what? I've never been better. Uh, Nikki says, I'm happy to see you. Uh, you know, you don't often wear your hair like that. So she's had two, she has like two side ponytails. And then notices like a, there's a chunk of the hair that was kind of like a dreadlock. Well, it's sort of the, the pigtails are reminiscent of her like when they were trying to do the Harley Quinn thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when then, she was a know, bad guy. And yeah, then the totally. dread. Yeah. You know, and, and that's what Nikki says. It's like, are you sure that's a good idea? Because that kind of reminds me of The Fiend. And Bliss is like, don't be ridiculous. You know, friends support each other, and this and this escalates fast. She's like, "Don't be super ridiculous. quick." Friends, you know, they support each other, but I guess we're not friends anymore. And she takes the mug and smashes it on the ground. Super rude, stalks off. I like so that I guess, though. So here's a possibility. I know, I know, Roman, he's got Heyman with him now, but they didn't utilize Bliss at all at SummerSlam. Hmm. Potentially, they could at Payback. That could be if she's going through this transformation. I don't know if it's going to be relegated specifically to the Nikki thing or if it's going to be more. That's a possibility. Um, after that, we have. Uh, <laughs> so This is actually pretty funny. This okay. one, Morrison was pretty good. Okay. So like you've said, you've noted this before. Miz and Morrison it's are never. It's 30, man. It's, they're either funny or they're completely cringy. But there's never really just, oh, that's kind of funny. I was laughing when Morrison was talking about what did he say? He said I taped the baseball to my foot and I went to one of those uh, uh, those places where you throw the ball to see how fast you throw it and he said I could kick it 70 miles an hour. <laughs> so Seamus steps in. He's like, "Hey, I assume you're talking over the game plan for the match today." Yeah. Morrison's like, "Yeah, I told this is what we're going to so Seamus is like, "What are we going to do?" And Morrison says, "So you know, Biggie super strong, what we got to do keep him out of the ring." <laughs> Tucky though, you know, he's got the strength of two or three men. We got to keep him on the apron. Otis, crazy, real wild card. We can't let him tag in. <laughs> and Seamus thinks about it. He's like, so what you're saying is we can't let any of these guys in the match. Morrison's like, yeah. And he's like, he gets, Seamus gets mad because it's so asinine. He's like, just follow my lead. Yeah, he storms off and the Miz and Morrison argue about it. <laughs> uh, finally, Pierce gets in the Roman's locker room. Uh, and Roman's like, all right, uh, I'll take a look at this contract before I'm going to sign it. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. We get our main event. Heavy machinery. 
and Big E taking on Miz, Morrison, and Sheamus. There was that really weird bit where Tucky was in control, and Sheamus was like, all right, I'm going to go ring the ring the, the bell. This was a real, yeah, this match was like oddly just weird. sort of weird and, and crappy. Like, what were, what were uh, I didn't even catch it, what were uh, Miz and Sheamus arguing about that led to Sheamus leaving? You didn't well, Sheamus was it, upset yeah. that uh, Morrison got thrown into him and knocked him off the apron. Because the part, the thing is, I guess, is like Sheamus didn't get tagged in at all. Oh, okay. And so he was just kind of frustrated that he wasn't involved. Wow. And so after that happened, he's like, "Screw this, I'm gone." Um, and that uh, Biggie ends up uh, pinning the Miz after a big ending. Yeah. Uh, Otis got involved towards the finish, hit a caterpillar on Morrison. Morrison, yeah. And then Miz hits skull crushing finale, and Otis. And then Biggie hits Miz with big ending to get the win, um, and then we go backstage again. And there's a uh, uh, Roman, Adam Pierce. So Roman says, "I'll be at Payback. I'll be in the Triple Threat. I'll win back my Universal Championship that I never lost." Not a prediction. Spoiler. Camera pulls out, and there's Paul Heyman mm-hmm. sitting right next to him. Pretty crazy. Shocking. Shocking. What you will see next is shocking. What you're about to see is shocking. Let's answer some questions from some perps. Oh, yeah, Schnauzer mentions here that Sheamus did tag himself in behind the ref's back, but the ref, of course, didn't see it. Told Sheamus, you got to get out. Sheamus just knew that match meant absolutely nothing. It's like, why did I get involved in this? Oh, we got a new sub from That Travel Girl. Thank you very much. Thank you, That Travel Girl. Oh, okay. Raven LaFleur says Jericho versus Kevin Smith on the Schmodown is up on YouTube now for those who want to watch it. I know. I got to check that out. I wonder how badly... Uh, Jericho got wrecked by Kevin Smith. So there's a lot of, uh, as people know, we talked about this a little bit before the we started rolling the podcast. There's a lot of support here. A lot of people are talking about it in Discord um, about Chadwick Boseman uh, passing away due to cancer. It's so sad, man. It's it's absolutely so tragic and so sad. Just a bright, bright star. And, uh, yeah, that's really sad. Um, getting back to some wrestling questions here. Schnauzer96 says, which superstar in kayfabe has the biggest gripe against WWE and would make the most sense leading retribution. Who do you think has the biggest gripe against WWE? Now let's out of the realm of what's possible. Who's got the biggest gripe against WWE? And no really dark answers like, you know, Martha Hart. (laughs) Well, I'm just trying to think of someone who was employed by the company as a wrestler. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm Mm-mm. Oh, just I'm talking like Scott Steiner. Oh, Bret Hart. No, Bret likes the company. Bret's been back so many times. Uh, Dave, if Bray is kayfabe, just the weird guy in the back, who are operating the puppets then? Oh, he hired some guys. Who are equally weird. Uh, Yame World with some bits. Uh, y'all are doing the review, but I just want to let everybody know. Oh, he mentions uh, Chadwick Boseman passing away. So, again, that's really sad. Uh, let's see here. Oscar Granados. Do you think a payback during the Lee versus Orton match? Mia Yim and Dijak are going to do something to Keith Lee and then unmask. You know what would be rad is if, like, Mia Yim shows up and she low blows Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why. Just as she's part of uh, Retribution, just to mm-hmm. screw with things. Like, hey, when I'm out here, I'm Retribution. Yeah. Shane's birthday tweet, Steve notes being more effective than Larson notes scare me. It's I, like the last couple times I had to watch stuff, I had to watch stuff out of order. 
Yeah, it's not it's not a good look, man. It's not a I'm good. I'm easily look. confused in my my old age. Sorry. <laughs> I'm about to be almost your age. Well, no, you'll still be a year younger. <laughs> no, I'm getting closer to you though. You'll always be a year younger. No, I'm tightening the gap between us, man. Not at all. The gap I'm gonna will be always be the exact same. In about a week, I'm going to be closer to your age. <laughs> no, because I'm actually a week still a week further along of being 43 than you are going to be 42. I am always exactly the same amount older than you. Oh, I'm going to yes. be the almost your age. No, now I'm, that right way. now I'm two years younger than you. I'm about to be one year younger than you. Yeah, the thing is, I'm not just 43 full <laughs> stop of 43 in a week. Okay, this is outside. But for some reason, it makes me laugh. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, quote the Raven, I don't like how Shayna told Naya that she has to leave her alone. Seems like a cowardly statement for a horsewoman to say. I didn't take it as cowardly. I just, thought, I just took it as Shayna was annoyed by her. Yeah, Shane is just like, stop bugging me, dude. Yeah. Uh, Oscar also asked, should someone in retribution steal the money in the bank briefcase? Yeah, Dijak. Have Dijak have it. <laughs> yeah, it's mine now. Yeah, it's mine now. Open Smells like garbage. Full of Arby's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dang uh, MQ with Sammy, Roman, and Heyman back. Who is next to return? Dang MQ thinks Kofi. Do you see that video he put up on, I saw on Twitter, where he built himself a, a, a deadlift platform so he could deadlift in his garage now. That's cool. Everybody's everybody's dolling up their garages, man. Maybe he saw that I was I was creating the, the, the Elm Dojo. I'm sure that's why. Uh, Kirsten gifted a, su- a sub. Thank you. Oh, the W.S. Fletcher. Awesome. That's cool. Friendos unite. Yes. The Friend Dojo. That's what I'll call it. The Friend Dojo. Because it's Frendo, but Dojo. Are you silently judging me, or did I lose your feed? I believe I lost your Zoom call. Good. You don't want to call it the Friendome? Oh, ah, ah, and there he is. Back. Better than ever. (laughs) There he is. The Friendome, I like it. No, Friend Dojo. (laughs) Uh, Dang MQ says, Steve, you need to rest your voice tomorrow. We understand we need you at 100% for Unsolved Mysteries. I thought you were going to say we need you 100% for Payback Live Stream. I know, me too. (laughs) That was a good swerve there. I was like, "Uh, Steve, you want to, you know, not do Unsolved Mysteries? We get it. But no, it's Steve. We have to do Unsolved Mysteries. If that's the last amount you can use your voice, then so be it. Like I do Payback all by myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you'll have Stevie Bradley there with you. Oh, that's true, yes. I'm, you know, and we're expendable now. Like, either of us can take a day off. Now we got the enforcer. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this 
when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, Jorge D. with Wade Barrett officially added to the NXT roster online. Would you bring him back as wrestler? If so, which brand? He seems totally cool not wrestling, so uh, he's really good on commentary if that's what he wants to pursue, but then by all means, Wade Barrett If anything, dude, I'd make him a GM. Mm-hmm. A GM, or maybe a manager, but I like a GM. He could be GM of Raw. He could bring the bad news uh, platform back. Yeah. And then Scrap Iron, Adam Pierce, GM. Oh, Smackdown. yeah, easily. Yeah. Boy, that's, that's a trifecta right there in Regal. Man, who wouldn't listen to those guys? This is a good question from uh, Durable AC. What do you think it would take for Retribution to be taken seriously and have a good reveal or just fantasy book what y'all think would be best? Uh, they need to stop celebrating when they do anything, which they did last time they showed up. They didn't celebrate at all. They just stood on the apron. Yeah. That was a step in the right direction. I don't uh, know. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, are they going to wrestle in that gear just without the mask? Is it going to be like a weird shield thing? Because if, yeah, no, that's the problem is if they do that, that's kind of like the shield. But then if they wear, you know, the stuff throughout the whole time and then there's wear normal wrestling gear, that's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. No matter what, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Um, So they got to work that out. They need somebody with some star power involved. So you take them seriously. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Especially because they got off to a really bad start. They need need somebody with some, some... some gravitas, some weight, mm-hmm. some star power, some presence there. Like I, I love, I love having Dijak there being like the the number two. You know, I think that's great because I think he can fill that role really well. Maybe he can plot, you know, ways so he can ascend to the top. Whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, but yeah. I just worry that if you have five people getting called up from NXT and whatever motivation they have, whatever manifesto they put forth, if it's kind of flimsy. Uh, it's just going to be an absolute disaster. An absolute disaster. Yeah, I know. And then I, in like five weeks' time, we're not going to see him. Smurf Galloway wants to know, who's your guys' favorite ref at the moment? He says his is the really loud bald guy in NXT. He says because when he's refing John Gargano, him just shouting, come on, Johnny, just gets him. That's funny. I mean, Red Shoes is, is number one. Um, Who is my favorite ref at the moment is there anybody that stands out oh it's aubrey edwards she's so good yeah she's good uh trying to think of somebody else is there anybody else in aw jack daddy's pretty good in uh, in, uh raw underground yeah it might be jack daddy although it's always shane who's doing who's calling the matches so what, yeah, what's, what's point. the point of jack daddy being there no point Dude, i don't know man if i had to start a wrestling federation and they said okay you get any ref, but take Red Shoes out of it. Because obviously Red Shoes is the best. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I'd go with. Uh, I don't know, maybe John Cone. 
Like I like that he he's like the closest thing we have to a Nick Patrick who will like take things personally or even mm-hmm. like Earl Hebner cuz sometimes John like with Nia Jax like John Cone like he like totally jobbed her out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a quick three mm-hmm. count cuz he was pissed off at her. I like that in a ref. This is a tough question from White Brownie 92. Pick two moments and get rid of the rest. Austin 316 NWO formation. Daniel Bryan wins at Mania, 30. Punk's pipe bomb. Uh, Becky with the bloody nose. Kofi Mania. And then the WrestleMania 35 main event. What so would pick, I get rid of? Pick, pick what? Two, you pick two to stay. Everything else is erased from history. What was the Austin one? Austin 316 promo. Okay. I would, I would keep the NWO formation. Mm-hmm. And I would probably keep the that mania main event. I think those are the two most like the end. The formation of the NWO like really kicked the Monday Night Wars into war, mm-hmm. the war into gear. Mm-hmm. And then the mania main event was such a like big moment for like women's wrestling. So I'd probably keep those two. I think you're right. I would have said Kofi, but if they had him win, knowing uh, that they were just going to eventually job him out to Brock in eight seconds, a few months later, uh, uh, I don't want to say it diminishes his win because obviously it doesn't. It just goes to show that they didn't have a whole lot of uh, plans for him past that moment. Yeah. Um, uh, Kofi Mania is like one of the most like emotional mm-hmm. moments that I can think That's of. That's a terrific moment. Yeah. in wrestling over the last few years, maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, the the power of the moment, seeing the new day out there celebrating. Obviously, emotional. Um, that was so huge. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's NWO, and I think it's it's the women main eventing WrestleMania yeah. 35. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, let's see here. Wolfpack for life has a good question. We also say he or she is a SmackDown slash Raw person. How would you describe each show to back up those statements? So you describe SmackDown because whenever we say, yeah, I see him on SmackDown more than Raw. Yeah. Why? You do SmackDown. Why do you see somebody as more a SmackDown person? Well, right now, I'd say someone's more of a SmackDown person because it's somebody Fox thinks would be best at marketing their show or most beneficial to marketing their show on a major network. Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about. Or their ring gear looks looks good against blue light. <laughs> that's closer to it. SmackDown is more of like a wrestler's show. It's more of like I don't know. It is, but then and then but then there's Bray, there's Braun. Yeah, I know. You know, there is there is a lot of really good wrestlers on SmackDown, but also there's a lot of characters. Otis. There's a lot of yeah. huge over the top characters still on SmackDown. So it's not like it's exclusively the show focused on in ring competition. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, actually. Well, like, I mean, the answer with, for Raw is easy. Is WB still sees that as the A show, and they want yeah A talent or, or 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 a majority of the A talent on the A show? Yeah, I think with Raw for me, it's this. It's this. It's this weird idea of somebody who you've got this giant block of time versus a fairly compact two hours. And this giant three-hour black hole of, like, freaking time. Somebody who can stand out 
out of all that time and all that stuff going on belongs on Raw. It's a weird thing. I don't really understand it myself. It's it's uh, this word ineffable. Can't describe it. There you go. Ineffable quality. So going back to the question from White Brownie, a lot of people a lot of people are saying Austin three sixteen moment, but a lot of people are saying Austin three sixteen could go because he would have had something anyways. You know that seemed Austin did not need three sixteen. That would have been you know, inevitable. Uh, a lot of love for Daniel Bryan winning at WrestleMania. That was huge. Um, that was a good yeah. moment. I, I, I'd actually put that last, to be honest with you. Out of everything that you mentioned, I think I'd put that last. A lot of people um, are mentioning that the women's match at WrestleMania 35 wasn't exactly the best effort, possibly. But from a historical uh, context, it's pretty huge. I thought the, I thought the match was pretty I good. The match with, was, I didn't think the match was terrible. The, I think the match the ex- was good. But yeah, the, the exception of the finish. Was sloppy. The finish was um, uh, So... Yeah. Yeah, Austin Austin would have been he would have been everything would have been the same without Austin the, without the promo. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. my opinion anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh let's see here. Uh <laughs> Alex Foster. What other places should Postman Pierce travel to? Oh, everywhere. The uh Taskmaster's Taskmaster Taskmaster's dungeon. There you go. That's um, good. Did Boogeyman have like some sort of oh, domain? He might've, yeah, he might have. Like a domain or something? Could be. Could be. Uh, Schnauzer, with Heyman aligning himself with Roman, is it out of the realm of possibility Retribution helps Roman win considering how Heyman and Punk and the Shield work together? Mm, I see. I mean, it's, that's not a bad line of logic right there. But... I think they're going to keep retribution. God, I could be completely wrong about this. I don't, I don't know how it's going to fit. I don't the whole thing. know if it's going to affect the main event, but it's possible. I kind of feel like my gut's telling me it's going to. It's not going to affect that match. It's going to affect Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Yeah, I think you're right about that because that's a good. That's well, they probably see it as a good first real feud for Keith Lee, especially that if Dijakovic's involved. That could be for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Joe Juarez, which will be the more tragic breakup, Sasha and Bailey or Paige and Omega? I think it's going to be Paige and Omega because Sasha and Bailey are a lot of fun to watch, but they're not terribly likable characters. They're both kind of dicks, whereas Paige and Omega, like, you really feel for those guys. You know what I mean? They're just too different. So I feel like that's going to be the harder breakup. Okay. So on uh, Raven LaFleur says, an F will be too great to describe, not undescribable. I stand corrected. Oh, I've always thought that it meant uh, uh, the, way you, the way you had it. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. I would take an English class. And it's like an intangible. How about an intangible quality? That could be it. What's another, what's a, or what's a word for you can't really put your finger on it? Can't put I don't finger know. On it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be bringing like crook. We haven't been in college for two years, twenty years, man. Yeah, like I lost time I took an English class was 1995. Dude, I going through the garage. I saw like some of my old like papers just from senior or high school. I was so good, and I was looking at these things. I was like, I could never write these now, ever. No, I think about that too. Like my intellectual peak was probably my second year in junior college. Maybe my, maybe my first year at, uh, at CSUN. 
Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ian Flores says, how great would it be if Roman single-handedly destroyed Retribution and they disappeared shortly after? I don't think, I think, look, if it's a good vehicle for the, the names that we think are going to be in Retribution, then hopefully they do something good with it and hopefully it'll work. Yes. <laughs> Prince C. Ross says, why do they get Roman Reigns so wrong for five years and have gotten him so right in two segments? <laughs> uh, I guess Bruce Pritchard, that's what's changed. There you go. Uh, Lando, if you were to call someone up from NXT to main roster, similar to Keith Lee, or a total repackage, who would it be? However, it has to be at least a mid-carder, and they've had to have had at least one takeover match. If you had to bring one person up... From NXT to do either a slight or total repackage, who would it be? Let's do a total repackage. Total repackage. Let's say the repackage is really good, too. First name popped in my head. I don't really know why, but Dakota Kai. Oh wow, that's um, not bad. I think I've I've enjoyed her work a lot as a heel, but also she's like she, she with the right packaging, she's like a natural babyface. Oh yeah, for sure, totally. Um, yeah. So that would be a situation where they might say, "Okay, you've done great work in NXT as a heel. We think we you can go far as babyface on SmackDown." Damian Priest as like another Mordecai. Like get rid of the women, get rid of the partying. He's the vampire king. He's now like, yeah, he's like a religious or like a religious guy. I don't really know anything about Mordecai. Was he a vampire? No. <laughs> okay. No. I mean, I know Gangrel was. Uh, let's see here. Yay World says, uh, is it just me or is Heyman being Roman's new advocate going to be detrimental to his new badass character? No, it's going to be great. I'm going to love it. <laughs> uh, that's all I got here, man. Uh, Zoe Kenrana uh, with Roman here. What does this mean for Big E's push? You know, one could hope with that if we got heel Roman now, he wins tile up payback. You know, we could hope they build up Big E as huge baby face. He wins Rumble. He takes on Roman at Mania. For that universal title. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Because Roman's, or sorry, uh, Big E said in an interview lately that, like, when WWE's trying to make a decision, like, who is going to be the star they were going to focus on in the future, is, you know, as he told it between himself and Roman, and they decided on Roman, and, 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 and I remember, if I remember this correctly, Big E said he was relieved because he didn't think he was ready for that spot yet. Oh, wow. But now he thinks he is. That's and crazy. He is. He totally is. He was yeah. ready for it back then. Yeah. Um, uh, so, um, you know, hopefully that's a little Easter egg, some foreshadowing of what we can expect. You know, he said that he's seen the plans of what they have for him, but he also said he'll believe it when he sees it. Yeah. Cause those always change. Yes. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Mr. Forbes, he said, just saw that Kenny may have been part of the crowd for Thunderdome tonight. Yeah. I, I saw that on a, Twitter too. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's pretty somebody, funny. Yeah. All right. Anyway, is that it? Sure. All right. My voice is, I got to go now. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support going in raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.